Welcome back to Rigged for Dirt, the only podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank, here with Ali, and today we are out here at the Joshua Tree cleanup. That's right. Who, who's it being put on by? Putting Put on by uh, Roaming Lost and Lost Sasquatch. Yeah, this is a very cool event. There are a lot of people out here. I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be like you, me, and maybe like five other guys. Yeah, no, there's like, I don't know, what? 40-ish? No, more than that. Yeah. I think we had close to 100, actually, RSVP, and I want to say like 90 showed up. Right. There's a lot of people out here. So, quick rundown on what on what we're doing out here is um, Roaming Lost and Lost Sasquatch, um, back in December, put together a big cleanup out here in Joshua Tree, which is on the Sunfair Dry Lake bed, and it was a total success, and this place was a total disaster, right? So... Um, we had about 45 rigs and the community was like, how come we didn't know about this? Right. We would have totally joined you guys. Had we known there was this big cleanup going on. And so sounds like somebody told him, right. (laughs) So that gave Kingston from roaming lost kind of the idea to like, Hey, we need to like legit organize something, right. Not just kind of throw something together because of the government shutdown. So he threw this together along with uh, lost Sasquatch. I pitched in a couple of goodies. So did SoCal overland. Um, and then the rest was just letting the world know that this was happening. Right. Right. So then people from Orange County, San Diego, LA County, um, all over the place really showed up and represented. And now there's like, I don't know, 20 people huddled around a campfire telling stories about all the crap they hauled in today. Right. <laughs> so I, I have none of those stories. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I came late. You came late. <laughs> yeah. What time did you get here, Eric? We're, we're, all, we're joined by Eric from uh, American Overland on Instagram. You go check him out. Yeah. Very yeah, cool yeah. guy. I just did the Mojave Road with uh, most of the Mojave Road with him and uh, Brad. Um, but I saw him here and I'm like, hey, you need to come on our show so we can talk to people about what you do and who you are. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. This event was a lot larger turnout than I would have expected. I was expecting <laughs> a dozen rigs right? from friends I had camped with on the trail and friends from Instagram right. and, and social media, but um, the turnout is awesome. I actually saw a Tacoma dragging a car yes. frame. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. You someone those, had like, a... Chunks of things here, huh? someone had a car frame and so this uh this location this dry lake bed is right on the doorstep of joshua tree right and on blm land uh, apparently it's a shooting range here into a mountainside right and that's allowed and legal totally yeah but the good stewards and outdoorsmen (laughs) like you leave no trace you can go out and like you know shoot and have a good time but bring back with you right the crap, the you, crap right that you take <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. they don't do that yeah a lot so, of people a lot of them don't yeah unfortunately yeah. Uh, the, i saw a entire car frame being dragged through the desert behind a tacoma so i didn't see that in person but i did see it in instagram uh when i got back and seriously there's there's a dirt road that kind of then there's a bunch of dirt roads that kind of like just spider out of the campsite and he's legit dragging this thing with a rope like behind the car just down the dirt road just this car frame and that was one of the first things that go into this dumpster yeah and cheers to the uh the land management out here yeah they provided uh two 40-foot dumpsters they indicated anything that didn't fit in the dumpster please leave in a pile and they would they would clean up 
Um, and they provided some like uh, portage johns. So yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Like, again, keeping it leave no trace out here, but. They definitely supported the event with a budget and a plan. Yeah. So that was nice that it came together with community support, but also support from like the local. Right. Uh, that that's nice. Yeah. No, yeah. The sure. and that's the Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, who kind of kicked in, right? I think it was Lost Sasquatch. Uh, Jordan is his name. We keep calling him by his Instagram handle. Um, he called those guys and they pitched in the two forty-foot containers. Right, these two forty-foot dumpsters that are out here, and then, like you said, the three porta johns, and the the two forty-foot containers are already full, just by today. Oh, really? Yeah, in one no afternoon. Doubt. Yeah, in one afternoon, we had you know this army wow. of people basically branch out. All these trucks came back full. People brought flatbed trailers, and they hauled crap all the way back here. That's ridiculous. And yeah, we filled two forty-foot containers. It reminds already. me of, uh, when and we we're did still going to go again tomorrow. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, hearing about the the car frame. Uh, when we did that holy gym cleanup yes it's like there were like steel pipes there was actually a, a full-on like destroyed truck on this like hill that was just like a suicide mission to yeah. try to climb up um and somebody like totally just wadded it up on that trail yeah. and it just stayed there until it rusted and people stripped it totally clean of everything and um they eventually took that off but that was right they took it down right before uh they k-rolled it all up so. right right yeah that trail is now yeah, we, we talked about that, I think, what, episode one? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, um, yeah, I unfortunately got here a little bit later after you guys had already yeah. kind of <laughs> done the work. I just swooped in, swooped won the first in, raffle, won a, and, won a raffle uh, prize. <laughs> cooked some steak and, you know, got some drinks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, we won't talk to you about the cleanup, but, Eric, right. how did your uh, cleanup efforts go today? Uh, my cleanup efforts were not hands-on yeah I, I, I took I, I took I took some photos while oh, okay. I was here and so you were you were media. I got I got here a little bit late in the afternoon you were to do, media yeah okay. to do cleanup gotcha um, I'm gonna get out tomorrow and and, and get my hands get in your hands the dirty yeah break a sweat yeah but I uh I initially pulled up to the kind of shooting gallery area right where the cleanup was taking place totally um and then they indicated to to come over to uh sign in and that's when I indicate. That's when I knew that this event was a lot more planned, right? Than I, right. I, I was originally uh, <laughs> thinking it was going to be like a group cleanup, and we were going to haul out what we hauled in, and just high fives and right. trash bags, and, and yeah. you know, just kind of haul, haul out, a, haul out a couple tons of trash. Whatever you can fit in your trasheroo, right? Yeah, basically. well, trasheroo and some people with some trailers and right. uh, pack it out and take it to the city dump that I sure. passed on the way in. But um, no, th- this this was a lot. A lot more coordinated. Yeah, for sure. Um, but coming later in the day, um, I came and, and got a little bit of a uh, little bit of content. Nice. And I'm gonna get out and, and uh, spend the day tomorrow cleaning up. Cause uh, you do you do a lot of stuff on your Instagram uh, account, right? Yeah. 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 I, I I take I take a lot of photos. Um, I'd like to do a little bit more video this next year. Sure. Um, and start doing some short videos. But uh, photo- photography is my comfortable my, my comfortable place, and kind of capturing the moment <laughs> of the uh, the moment of the adventure and the feel of the adventure. Sure, and you do a great job of that. Um, 
but it's funny when I asked you to do the podcast with us, you just gave me that look like, okay, that was awesome. And like, that's totally worth talking about. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know. You know, well, we can come back to the cleanup, but I think we covered it pretty well. I just, oh. I want to, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey, it was Eric, so good. Uh, so you want to come and uh, do a podcast with us? It'll be totally easy. Like, and by the way, like, like, this is my first time meeting Eric. We like, you right. walked me over to introduce me to him and then yeah, to ask him to be on and the podcast. And then just laid it in like, Hey, right. come on our show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on your face was like we just like it's like we just told you that we kidnapped your puppy and had him for ransom <laughs> and you just had this blank look on your face like you were like you, you this is terrible <laughs> why, why 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 would you do that right exactly why are you so mean <laughs> no yeah. but i mean it's just hanging out like talking you know yeah, as, as we, we had to talk him off the ledge and make and tell him, dude, we're just chilling, man. We're just sitting around a campfire, almost literally. This time we do have a campfire because last time we did not. Right. There's <laughs> actually we were surrounded by campfires. Which right. Is pretty cool. If you can hear some of the the background noise, the banter, the, the yeah, music or the people kind of just talking, like there are literally one massive fire pit to my left and another right. one to my right, and just people hanging out. And, and we're the way we set up tonight, yeah. and hopefully someone can get pictures of this. Because we're just in the middle of like the tents and the camp area. We're not even like off to the side right. or trying to be in a quiet place. We're just a table set up here in the middle, having a conversation amongst kind of the people. Yep. It's we're awesome. Just hanging out with friends. And granted, I would rather kind of be at the campfire, like how yeah. we always say we want to be. Like, right, right. But, uh, it's yeah, a little it's crowded. A little bit too much. And, people <laughs> and they're having have a good time, right? Wanna... We don't want to tell them to be quiet for yeah, us. Like, shh, quiet. We're yeah. Having, we're having a podcast, guys. <laughs> Um, no, it's, uh, we're just so anyways, chilling. we keep kind of gravitating back to us. It's really about Eric. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's why we're here. So I met you on the Mojave road, which is as great a place as any to meet somebody for the first time. And it was kind of like one of those, you know, one thing I've, I've, I've learned or kind of taken from this whole overland experience is either I'm really, really lucky that the groups that I end up with are just amazing or overlanders are just happen to be very welcoming and friendly and i think there's probably a combination of the two sure um sure. but uh yeah i met you on the mojave road and we did that uh the trail recon video um we were we were there with brad and um we were also there with uh josh and uh chris from uh, socal ruby is that right or yeah so socal ruby yep and uh, uh rob yeah, Rob from Venture of the Wild. Right. and then So you uh, were on that snowy trip through the Mojave with him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so and that was the second time I've seen tufts of snow on really? the cactus. Oh, wow. he's like, it's going to blow your mind. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what's going to blow my mind? <laughs> tomorrow when you wake up. He's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you're going to wake up and they're going to be like Joshua Tree's cacti. With snow. With tufts of snow on top. Like, it's Christmas. It was kind of mind-blowing. And it's literally going to make your mind melt. <laughs> right. You're gonna have to stop and stare and take it in for a moment. Yeah. And then your brain just won't process. It won't process. It's like this. But, this um, is not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> if you heard that, uh, we're here with our families. Yeah, we're. So that was my. my we're doing a podcast, buddy. I mean, that was my five-year-old Ashton. Why don't you yeah. go uh, hang out with Mama real quick while I finish this up, bud? Love you. <laughs> okay, bye. But bye. that's that's the reality of where we're at. Yeah. This is literally hanging out with our family and friends, yeah. and uh, and doing this. But yeah, so blow your mind, and it did kind of. I was like, wow, my brain's not really computing the fact that there's snow on a cactus, and you only get it for a few minutes. Like by noon that day, or you know, by the yeah. end of that it's that gone. afternoon, that was gone, right. and it, it won't happen again until the next little flurry. And people who are lucky enough to be there for that will get to witness it. 
was not even part of the agenda. It wasn't like on the itinerary. Nobody said, hey, we're going to go up to 5,000 feet and we're going to get snowed on and have a great photo op. Like, like no, we're just so <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Camp Fallas. <laughs> Camp Fallas of all yeah. places. Yeah. We'll, we'll, live, we'll live in infamy. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons they that have it? nothing yeah. to do with its namesake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. The, the reason why it will live in infamy has nothing to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Marco got a good picture. Check out his Instagram. Right. <laughs> He's like, nature can be so obscene. Right. And it's his truck with like the phallic rock in the background. It's, it's, <laughs> if a picture had a thousand words, Marco got it. Marco captured it. <laughs> a thousand. Caption and all. He nailed it. Um, but yeah, first time meeting you. So you've got a pretty badass Jeep. And, you know, it usually comes back to the rigs, but uh, so what came first? Was it the Jeep or was it your love for like this kind of lifestyle? Uh, definitely the lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. So um, before the Jeep, I uh, was a long distance hiker um, to get out and find my solitude and remote campsites and oh, wow. scenes and um, objects that people just don't get to see you. you you've got to like work a little bit harder and sure to get out there yeah and that that kind of reduces the crowds it thins out some of the people who aren't willing to put in the work yeah the there. barrier for entry is that much higher right exactly yeah 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 there's like a little gatekeeper to get yep. out there and so um first it was like hiking and, and hiking trails and, and camping at locations that were more like you know like ridgeline camping and, and places that people didn't want to camp and super need, primitive and yeah primitive no resources anywhere right yeah well aside from what's <laughs> naturally there right yeah or what yeah. you brought with you and yeah. so but those like little multi-day trails are, are are hard to find and string together on the weekends and sure i sure. found myself in between um I, I not in between jobs but i quit my job okay to hike the appalachian trail uh, when so the career close. point was right and so wow i walked my happy self from georgia to maine <laughs> wow and did it in about 150 days wow taking every opportunity i could to take a zero day to like play frisbee golf or like hit a local like putt putt course or whatever the local attraction was sure. I, I got off the trail in dc to watch fireworks in the Capitol and in new york just to go get a slice like stay in new york for a couple of days with friends and get back on the trail and hike again so like i swear i'm not homeless yeah right, right. yeah <laughs> i'm not homeless i just don't have an address <laughs> i just don't have an address my only monthly reoccurring payment was my cell phone bill so it was, it was a different wow. it was a different priority yeah just carrying everything but how old were you um that was in 2013 okay so, so, so not was, too long ago no not 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 too long ago at all that's awesome um, dude so I, you, I you said you for that you said you said you that you would try and oh, well you said something that that kind of I had never heard before a zero, so a zero was day? zero day yeah zero was that day. like just not, not oh hiking? that's when you're gonna put in zero miles so you're just not gonna hike you're yeah gonna, it's yeah like yeah, a, yeah you're it's in, like you're a in, break or yeah. yeah yeah and so you can use the same term for overlanding where it's like the style overlanding I do people yeah. are like oh do you run a dual battery kit do you use solar and I'm like I don't need to my alternator is charging my single like yeah odyssey battery plenty enough to run what i do yeah and i don't take zero days at camp very oh, okay. often interesting with the so vehicle. you're putting in miles which means your alternator is the alternator so you don't have to charge worry the battery about faster than i can deplete it totally far and away wow um, and so i don't really need too much in that respect yeah if i do take a zero day like i'm at a campsite that's an interesting consideration an entire day then i'll turn on the vehicle for like 30 minutes in the afternoon Sure, but that's power, an power consumption and power storage or power creation, like a solar panel, 
and power storage are like it's different for everyone absolutely the style that you drive or yeah because some people you do they do like to go out and then just kind of chill right for three or four days on a lake or wherever absolutely. they're going and in those yeah, situations destination locations are worth it and right for that you solar need that yeah or right. power storage like dual battery right is, right is in your in your build for sure when you're hanging out for like three plus days yeah totally yeah. sure but if, if, if your goal is to like you know i'll, I'll make cruise, miles and I'll, just i'll cruise make miles yeah. stop i overnight it's rare but every now and then i'll do an entire day at one stop without moving and on those days i'll start the vehicle midday for a half hour and that's enough that's enough wow yeah. that's cool yeah that's interesting uh there's another podcast I listen to, which is the Fieldcraft Survival podcast okay. by Mike Lover. Yeah. And uh, he did a really interesting piece where he, uh, I think he, I think he's out of Arizona, um, and he headed up north to Canada with one, and the, and the whole goal for his Go Rig challenge that he was doing was no support, no stops, and he just headed straight north. Oh, um, wow. And one of the takeaways I got from that was how lean he runs on the stuff that he takes and hearing you talk about like, yeah, I don't need solar. I have one, I have a single battery. Like you're pretty lightweight in that regard. Absolutely. I try and kind of take with me the mentality I had in long distance backpacking cool. um, into overlanding. And so if it goes out with me on a couple of trips and it's not needed or not used, right. I revisit whether or not that item has a spot in my kit. Of course, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, recovery or medical. Sure. That stuff always has a spot in your kit. But if it doesn't spark joy, just throw it away. Exactly. Hey, Maria Kondo <laughs> is coming right into your overland That's lifestyle. Awesome. She's always spark joy, throw it away. A, to, exactly. Um, but. That's um, awesome. If you don't know that reference, it's a feng shui kind of minimalist, like living. She comes in. What's her name again? Marie Kondo. Kondo yeah. Right? yeah, she comes in, just throws all your shit away. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Does this not bring yeah. you joy? It's out. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this. She but makes there's... you throw your own stuff away. <laughs> basically, she like tricks you into. She doing doesn't want it the liability. <laughs> have you seen the faces, the faces on people when she tells them that you're gonna throw all this stuff away, and they're just like, they, you know what they do? They give they give her the same look you gave us when you told, <laughs> when you when we told you to do this That's podcast. So <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> So there's this lady who on um, on I think it was on Facebook, but she narrated um, this whole like basically the 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 intro to her book where she explains her position and why she does what she does and how and and then she goes further and explains how this Americans, is some other lady. This is some other lady. Okay, right? But she's got a very heavy accent. She's reading Kondo's book. Yes. Okay. And so she's reading like this whole like blurb. Or she's reading a statement. Sorry, she's okay. reading a statement, and it's basically it's a reaction statement to how America, the American backlash to her position. They're like, "No, we have stuff. We accumulate stuff. What are you talking about?" And you have to Google it and you have to listen to it because now that you've heard this, that is hilarious. Yeah, like it's <laughs> so funny. it's gonna be. It'll make your. It'll be the perfect add-on to this podcast. Ricardo rides with Eric. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine Overlanders listening. 
to her. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to her. On the next episode, <laughs> I want to see. We, we, we condo our rigs. <laughs> hey, I, I loved your picture of your exploded. Um, oh, dude, yeah. That was, that, was, that was a great idea because so, that's, from a backpacker's point of view, that's like a common thing. People want to see what's in your kit. They yeah, they want to know, like, what are you taking? And, and I think from an Instagram, like, there's only so much you can do in a picture, but in a photo like that, like, yeah. you can really show people. Like you speak. even pulled out the fridge freezer and like opened right. up the lid and like I just I just love the way you styled that photo. I think that was really creative and I love the fact that he was laying in it. It was like it was, that, it it was perfect. perfect. It adds it, really it was. adds perspective. It was totally perspective. perfect. Part of the Jeep is in it. Right, Everything yeah. about that photo was done. I think just right. It was, it was yeah, artistic and like it showed people a lot in one image. I did it only because my uh, my vehicle after Tierra del Sol had a quarter inch of dust. On everything. Oh, yeah. mine still does. Everything. Mine I mean, yeah, is, mine still. Yeah. I'm, it's not, I'm not saying I, I got it to, all. I haven't been able to clean it. I'm just saying I had to take all this stuff out. It is insane, man. And uh, After, as I was taking it out, I'm like, well, shit, this would be an awesome opportunity. Out. Yeah, yeah, so opportunity. So I just put in an extra like couple hours and laid everything out, and it was nice because then it got all organized. Like, probably the best thing I could have done for myself is just lay it out, get it organized. Um, but it didn't make for a bad piece either. It ended up being like one of the more popular. Uh, Shots for uh, Five Eleven Tactical Social. Totally cool. Which it was, was really popular cool. for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I reposted it on our on our Instagram. Oh, and yeah? It was totally popular. Yeah, even, it was awesome. I even look at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm 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 stoked that people liked it. And you know, somebody asked me. They're like, "So, do you use all of that?" And I'm like, "Well, I use a little over half of that, but the stuff that I don't use are the things that I hope I don't have to use." And right. that's kind of like my knee jerk reaction to like kind of my experience getting into this, which was like in disaster. So I tend to have a lot of gear that you just don't need, like solar power. Like I've got like so many, so many extra things, but it's all for the sake of like, I never want to be caught with my pants down again, right. especially with the family. So I tend to go to the nth level now and I need to dial it back and I will. But for now, like if you look at that loadout, like you're like, oh shit, there's like everything there. Right. And yeah. I, I, I get that because um, it's, you don't want to be stranded right you need to have the gear and I go out and I I I go out alone a lot which is not advisable but I do feel like I bring with me the tools to self-rescue right and I feel like that's important and you also come from a different background though right like I think like most people that are into overlanding don't come from the specific background that you do where you've been kind of on your own and kind of yeah, you know backcountry sure. backpacking we'll, by yourself so we'll, you have, yeah we'll, wilderness oriented totally. for long distance totally long term periods where like into the woods you know doing daily hikes of 20 miles right was my yeah. life for 150 days that's awesome right um but i think after that and then getting back into the you know i quit my job to do that right. knowing that it was the right time in my career to take a move and then get back you know put my resume back out there and get back into the working world probably didn't hurt your resume either with the industry you're in yeah yeah so i I did exactly that and then after the trail got back into the working world and then the professional i'm a product developer um and still wanting that feeling on the weekends and my free time of having that remote nature solitude that's kind of what got me more into overlanding right and it was my way of having camping and campfires campfire conversations with friends 
just like being surrounded by nothing other than like a few friends, nature, and the location that you chose, totally. and whatever you, whatever weather. <laughs> did you did you kind of miss having people around after so much time on your own? I mean, it's like your own on your it own. It was all actually the time, it right? was actually kind of weird, like going into cities. Like I said, like when uh, taking a zero day in DC uh-huh. or taking a zero day in in uh, in New York, uh, seeing a lot of people when you've not seen people for a long time was actually kind of not overwhelming, but like surprising. Right, you're just like, oh, all these people are going about their like daily. Was it alien to you? Like you it just, go from it, it nature just, and then you see this like concrete jungle, and you're like, you know what? When when I was on the AT, it rained four to five days a week, and I still have a wow. very, very vivid memory where the most joy, the like honest like in your heart, the most happiness <laughs> you could attain, yeah, was the feeling that everything I own is dry. <laughs> and that's a weird thing to say, but when when you live in a condition where everything you own is wet, yeah, all of a sudden your priorities change. Absolutely, right? and you might want to put in twenty miles of hiking one day to get your mile marker in and keep the path, like the keep your prog- pace, right? Keep yeah. your progress, keep the path going. Yeah, but if you come to a clearing and it's sunny, right, and you're carrying a couple pounds of wet gear and you're just like absolutely i will sacrifice making miles today and all of a sudden like there's a couple of like 550 paracord lines up yeah and you're drying out everything you own and you're just kicking back and like you know what life is good when you leave that spot and everything you own is dry right you just have this like lightness to your step and this joy like the smile that can't be wiped off your face yeah it's totally like being warm and dry at the same time Right, it's like just fresh laundry these, almost exactly yeah yeah it's one of these things i mean you have to be in that condition for long enough for that to be your new norm but if, to find that blissful right yeah to really find bliss in that yeah. and not find it annoying but i try and hold on to that same kind of like moment where it's just like everything's temporary yeah. it's like you, you get wet for a little bit whatever you've got a dry pair of clothes close by right and so um but same thing with the loadout in the in the vehicle. If I don't, if I find myself not using something, but then again, I find joy in different types of you know like last time you cooked for me, you did skewers over the campfire. Right. Yeah. Like I enjoy cooking that way. I enjoy cooking over the scottle. I enjoy cooking on cast iron or just with like, you know, go out with nothing other than a roll of foil. Right. What like yeah. it's it, it's good to have like skills that challenge you and it's like just wrap right. it up and throw it in the fire. Hey, you can wrap things. You can yeah. make little foil <laughs> boats. You can make steam ovens. Wow. Like, you can you can do things. It's just poke some holes in foil and wrap some things. And um, so it's 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 good to you know I play with different types of cooking and different ways of of experiencing the outdoors. If it's cooking directly over fire. Right. Or, if fires are not allowed at certain times of year for fire risk, sure, sure, you're, you're going, you know, like a little propane stove, and you can make your berry cobbler another way. Right. <laughs> it's it's a whole different kind of style to it, and um, one thing I've kind of noticed about overlanding now that you bring up food is like how how open and giving everyone is with their uh, with their food with each other. Yeah, and it's very fam- like what's uh, familial. Familial. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I yeah. agree. There's yeah, a strong I've, communal piece to this whole overlap. There really is. There, the community itself, once you get in, like it's... I feel like 
when you see someone out on the trail, it's uh, it's one of those things that you're kind of like already family. Like, oh, yeah. you're out here too. Yep. We already have something in common. Right. And it's almost like, what else do we have in common? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like, you, you kind of you kind of approach people with like this already. You're on the same ground. Which is nice. I wish people approached themselves like other people that way. You're not. You're not going to be like, like a total douchebag. We're all here together. Right. You're not going right. to be a total douchebag and like fix up your rig, get a tent. And I'm sure those guys are out there. Like, and whoever you are, I hope I never meet you. But it's like, <laughs> for the most part, like everyone's like got this like love of either wheeling or just being outdoors like at the very minimal just being outdoors yeah. like that already like gives you such a huge common ground with somebody because in this world of like how fast this world works and how fast like things are during the day and like you're at work and, the, yeah. and that whole rat race and like playing survivor daily like you know where you know you're fighting for your job or whatever it is that you're doing right. on your day to day just paying your bills you know um, when you come out here everyone else is just trying to find that kind of peace and that kind of like just that like that joy right that that just enjoyment of being under the stars hanging out um eating some good food yeah having the warmth of a fire having the warmth of like your loved ones in the tent with you like whatever it is like we're kind of all on that same path and so it's kind of like you know i come from the crossfit community yeah and so like when you go to a crossfit gym everybody's like it's brothers and similar. sisters yeah it's yeah. pretty similar you're you're going through something together yeah like when we we're on the trail people together yeah there's a lot of shit that happens on the trail like marco blew a tire or you you busted what was that your one of your links right like oh uh, yeah sway bar link and snapped off from the the high steer bracket on the front axle yeah like you're going through shit and you're all coming together to fix it like even if no one can help everyone's just there like you build these memories you know so and i think that's like important for bonding. a lot of people because it's i think a lot of people like see overlanding and they think it's far away from what they can attain sure right and i think it's not i think a lot of like four by fours and a lot of like i mean out here at this event today we've got like 15 20 subarus right yeah, yeah. and it's, it's great to see like all different types of vehicles out here highly modified not modified at all sure right and it's all it, levels need, yeah you don't need all of these like fridge freezers and crazy lights and all this stuff it's really nice to have sure, and it yeah. makes it safer and more enjoyable for me my goal is to have the vehicle loaded up and ready to go where all i need to do is add food beverage right clothing yep and a destination yeah yeah it's ready yep and so that makes it super attainable for me to get out of town at a moment's notice right as yep. soon as a friend gives me an opportunity the level of planning is minimal no, i totally feel you and so that's what i'm building for but it's it's not like you need to have a dedicated rig a regular vehicle a regular four by four we've all done you can it. get out yeah. to these great campsites have the same experience it doesn't need to be a dedicated vehicle your tank like, can be on the ground exactly yeah my tent was on the ground for over 150 days on the at <laughs> yeah right. i didn't experience a rooftop tent until i got into vehicle dependent travel right but that was strictly so i could like go out on the weekends and still get out there yeah. still get remote and i do think people overestimate or sorry underestimate the capability of their vehicles like, i think so because especially in this kind of scenario or this setting um i get people that come up to me now that i'm kind of more involved in the community and they come to me for advice at times and 
they say, hey, you know, I want to do suspension. I want to do this. I want to do that. What would your you first know? recommendation be for? Dude, I, I know my, exactly what my first that's, recommendation would be. That's my FJ Cruiser right there. It's bone stock. My first <laughs> recommendation for I'm someone not, would be an air compressor. And I have one. Absolutely. You're totally right. That was the I first thing say, I bought. I, I would say before suspension That's and before the first anything, thing I bought. Just air down. I would say You're air down. You're 100% <laughs> right. <laughs> I would just be like, dude, get, get yourself a 12-volt air compressor that doesn't overheat before it can fill up totally. all four of your tires. That was one of the, and the second and thing I bought. Figure out how to air down your tires. And the second thing I bought was a puncture kit. And okay. that would be right. Once you own an air compressor, now you don't need to rely on your spare. Right. As the only, it's right. spare is only for catastrophic worst tire case failure. scenario. Exactly. Otherwise, so, you puncture and you keep moving. Yep. And so my point is, is that yeah. like the suspension on that FJ Cruiser is bone stock. I mean, I've added a roof rack. I've added, I've added supplies. Right. Right, and other things like that. But the suspension and the main and the drivetrain and the wheels, even the tires, they're all stock size. Right. And so my point is, is that I've gone on dozens of trips with all these guys right and had a great time doing all these trails going to all these adventures and having all this fun bone all stock. bone stock and right. it's it's you know people put up their own barriers and they think that you've got to be this and you've exact, got to be that and that's and what it you really don't be like, exactly it you know what so you you got to be a little better driver admittedly you got to pick your line but i think that that's a that's a healthy natural progression that people should take you know? I think so. And and driver IQ can't be learned from the passenger seat. And Absolutely. I off road right. with my girlfriend, Jen, and Who's I awesome. get her She's be- so cool. I get her behind the wheel yep. more and more. And you know, she's she's off roading in the snow and the vehicle is sliding yeah. based on the tilt on the road. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Of course it is, and it's scaring her and I'm just like, Honey, like this is Par for the course. This is par for the course. Like right. this is part of driver IQ. Like you yeah. need to drive this. She's like, no, you get in the driver's seat, and I'm like, no, like you you gotta you gotta <laughs> push through this and like learn learn how it feels and like, learn how to be comfortable, right? Yeah, to, and I'm like, we're not on a, shel- the, we're not on a shelf vehicle. road. Like your your margin for error here is you know nothing bad's gonna happen. Right, like, you have you're a just wide gonna slide margin. around a little bit, and it's gonna feel a little bit weird, but. This is a great opportunity to f- see how it feels. There's no way to learn that from the passenger right. and seat. Driver you have IQ. to see and driver IQ and reading a line and choosing the correct line for yeah, your absolutely. wheelbase, ground height clearance, yep. where your uh, you know differential low points are on the axles. Um, Which the more is a technical deal. it gets, the more driver IQ you need. But sure, um, every scenario is different. And for a new driver, the the inclination is usually when like you know mud gets thick or sand gets deep and the vehicle starts to sink they let off the gas whereas like a driver that knows better like punches the skinny pedal and pushes through the deep section until they're on solid right. ground right because right. you, you don't want to get stuck down yeah. the axles right. you've got to keep the at momentum. that point you're just stuck like right you're, if you couldn't you glide it through it you're not going to be able to accelerate from a dead stop you right gotta think <laughs> you tr- you've turned from a vehicle into a boat like you just got to keep the throttle on get through the deep end and come out a- on the other a- side exactly and yeah, so there's, cer- that there's certain things that, that need to be just learned <laughs> and, and you, you get out there and you learn the limitations of your vehicle yeah right. be it a stock vehicle or a and you learn how it reacts one. right to things right you learn how your vehicle reacts to certain conditions whether it's off camber or it's drop you know little drop-offs or snow uh-huh. Right, you learn kind of how your vehicle because every single one's going to handle differently, right? Whether it's a full size truck or a Jeep or something else, you kind of start to learn the, I guess you know, for lack of better words, kind of the body English of, of your vehicle. I think that's where you start to appreciate uh, modifications. Yeah, 
You're totally and, right. And, and and once you start to learn how your vehicle handles and how it where it excels and where it's limited is where you start yearning for better. Yeah, and or that's exactly, improvement. Or that's like, I wish this was a little. You know, softer on the rebound. Right? I wish right. I had more up travel so I could travel at a higher rate of speed without hitting my bump stop. And, right. And, you know, but every yin has its yang. Exactly. Then, then, Everything then the vehicle is a right? higher center of gravity and your roll, your roll center is higher. And I think you also learn so what you, kind of traveler you are and what your demands are, like you're saying absolutely. earlier. Absolutely. You right? have to have, I think, and I think it's really important at the beginning of any build, an idea of what it is you want from the build. Yeah. Like I, I knew so going much. into my... Like? My okay. Jeep build, my goal was two people, seven days, 500 miles. Yeah. It was going to be a heavy overland rig, big springs, not necessarily the, the rock crawler you see, but I wanted it to do extreme overlanding, sure, hard trails, but also roof rack, rooftop tent, extra fuel, extra water, two people, provisions, my right. dog is the weight of a person Sam. yeah um, he's so, awesome <laughs> yeah so it's it, it i went into the build knowing two people seven days 500 yeah. miles this nice. is my goal parameter and so every and modification experience. i did had to be put through that and right. so i started with uh 35 inch tires and three and a half inches of lift and i took that time to build up the axles the brakes the steering the brake lines ball joints sure sleeve c yeah. gussets um and then when i was ready and the tires were bald then i went to 37s <laughs> and four and a half inch springs nice but at that point everything had been done except for the gearing and then that's when i added extra power after all of the safety precautions were taken care sure. of first because a lot of people are like oh you need you need gears for 37s no not really what you need is is the ability to stop if someone cuts you off in sure, Southern sure, California yeah. traffic <laughs> or you need steering on the trail. So I, I did a PSC big gear steering box and I did sleeves and sea gussets and ball joints on the axles, built up the brakes with big TerraFlex brakes. Right. Um, and then the last thing I did was re-gear and add power back. It was more important to stop and steer than it is to press the skinny pedal and go faster. Sure. You guys kind of had a gearing party. It was you, yeah, Marco, yeah, we and did. We all went to 488s at the same time. At Rebel, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Rebel so, so, so we, uh, we asked Rebel to do all three Plug. vehicles at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Revolution well, gear it. and axle hooked it they up. They deserve it. They're good dudes mm -hmm. over there. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we thought it was too many vehicles in one day, and it was not. Really? They, they did yeah. it all in one day? Oh, easy. Get out of here. Easy. We were all out by noon. What? Yeah. They're, That's awesome. They're amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. they're good dudes. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, kind of going back just for a brief moment, because I think this is really relevant to listeners who might be finding this for the first time and getting into overlanding is one of the most frustrating comments that you're going to come across is as a new person getting into overlanding, you're going to have a ton of questions, right? And you're going to post those questions. I see this all the time on Facebook groups and forums, you know. Go hey, watch Brad's videos. I want to do, yeah, <laughs> I want to do this. What should I do? Right. What should I get? And everyone always answers, well, what do you want to do? Where yeah. are you, what are you going to do with it? Where do you want to go? And they don't even know. And they don't know. And that's frustrating because you're answering a question with a question, right? So people get frustrated. I know I did when I asked that question. But if you've learned anything from this current conversation on this podcast, it's that go out and do things. 
and you'll learn. You'll know your you'll learn your limitations. It's what I did. It's why my FJ is stock a year later. But sure. you know, and sure, I'm gonna add stuff, and it's gonna I'm, it's gonna get a lift. It's gonna get suspension and whatnot. But but now that I'm doing it a year later, I am 100% confident in the parts that I chose for the FJ. I don't have to go into a forum and go, hey, guys, what do you think about my decision for this? Because you know, built it up over time. I've built it up over time yeah. and experience. Right? I think it's as important to know what you want as, as it is to know what you don't want. A hundred percent. And this is the only way to learn what it is that works for you is to figure out like what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you're at events on the trail, people are so not just like accommodating. I think most people are enthusiastic. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. To talk about their rigs, talk about what works, talk about what doesn't work. Again, like CrossFit. Where the, <laughs> it, it's, it's. First rule of CrossFit is you talk about CrossFit. <laughs> First rule of overlanding, talk all about overlanding. I am. I will say, though, I'm happy that we've gotten into five episodes without talking about CrossFit. This is the first time. So <laughs> Hey, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Granted, I haven't really been to the gym at all, so I don't hey, even call cross, myself a CrossFit. CrossFit and overlanding. Call myself CrossFat. Hey, CrossFit and Overlanding um, do like overlap when yeah. there's tire changes needed. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 37 yeah. swinging those Dude, things yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to put 38s on my Jeep. Dude, if I ever need a tire pulled off of my carrier, I'm definitely going to call in a CrossFit expert. Stupid. Come on, hey, hey bro, come here. You, you do this for fun. Dude, come here. You yeah, exactly. Lift, lift this. <laughs> <laughs> this has a dead weight of 114 pounds. I need you to deadlift you this tire, please. Around for me? <laughs> CrossFit. Worst kind of weight: rotational mass. <laughs> Second worst kind of weight: unsprung mass. <laughs> Least worst kind of weight: <laughs> weight on top of the springs. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, with Wait, the, now that we've got the, there's one thing though. Go Sorry. for it. Go for it. So you you did a lot of stuff, but I, I know I happen to know that there's something, some other stuff coming. You, I saw, I saw you, a box with your name on it at John's shop. We don't have to talk about it. I'm just saying oh, there's no. some more stuff coming. No, that has to do with the 38s that I was just mentioning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, uh, the American Overland rig is going on a long arm kit from Terraflex. Sick. With some Falcon shocks. Oh my god! Yeah, so you're I'm super excited. <laughs> you're moving up like a level. You oh, leveled up big time. Dialing it up a notch. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. This rig has been overlanded uh, from day one, um, and it's, a lot of miles. it's coming up on it's coming up on seventy five thousand miles. Wow! So the, heavy trolleys. The original shocks are tired. Um, yep. It's a little bit spongier than it should be. So sure. either way, refreshing the shocks is needed at this point, yep. um, which is like kind of. Shocks tend to get tired around eighty thousand, or at least need revalved and, and refreshed. But, okay. Um, so, so just going to an all new shock is going to be awesome. And being four and a half inches up on coils, um, the long control arms will push the axles out, give me a better uh, angle, a caster angle, okay, pinion angle to the to the axles, and make the vehicle feel more balanced. Okay, cool. Um, and that'll be that'll be good on the highway and on the rocks. Yeah, that's so exciting, dude. You, usually, you think of long arms as like a rock crawler thing. Yeah, right. It can really, really add a lot of balance to a, a, like a larger overland style build that's just heavy and is rolling big tires. So, dude, that's awesome. We need we need a jingle for every one of these like the more you know moments. Yeah, like, we oh, need like a little right. jingle that just like flashes. You're right. 
across I'm your ears. I'm wondering if someone listening has that kind of talent that can put yeah. some of that together. <laughs> the more so, you so, know. Uh, yeah, so, right? Someone's got one of those little <laughs> audio, like, <laughs> uh, audio boards. Yeah, right? Kind of like when you hear um, on a show, on a morning show, and they do a plug <laughs> exactly. and you hear the ding. Right? Exactly. You hear the ding, ding. We need something like that, but something unique to us. Right, right. Right? That every time someone gives, like, a, a drops a bit of knowledge. Because we've been fortunate to, like, you know, hang with some pretty knowledgeable people in this absolutely in this they're way above so my league i think actually this is the second time we've brought somebody on the show yeah uh last time was with john yeah and uh and tony yep. and uh from roma with troy um but now yeah now with eric like I, I i see this as a trend like we will probably get some good information going here yeah and i think that's kind of the goal right is and from that we set out from the beginning is we said look we're not experts we're not going to claim to be experts right but and and we're getting back into this as adults, and we had we went we went this whole dialogue in episode one, right, about how discussing how we're getting back into it and the reasons why, and but we wanted people that were listening to this to kind of come along for the ride, right, to be part of that journey right. as we, you know, sit around campfires, talk to people that have done this or done that, and kind of learn from each other, right? Learn from other people's mistakes, sure. right? Or get bits of nuggets that say, hey, don't be frustrated about the fact that you don't know what you want right now. Right, go out and do it, and it'll come. Like you'll you'll start making decisions and things. Like, for example, right, going back to to Marie Condi, right, <laughs> just for a brief second. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Right, that would have been the theme of this episode. I know, right? Yeah, I, that's gonna be the name of this episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you already condo, stole my yeah. condo. You're yeah. Rig. So going back to her, going back to her for a brief second because when I started <laughs> overlanding, <getting> sued. yeah, <laughs> right, she's gonna want royalties. <laughs> We're gonna bleep every one of those condos out, <laughs> right? Condos. Yeah, hey, right back to the soundboard. Condo, guy condo, condo. That just three oh, weeks hey, right there. Maybe a, that's our this soundboard. Is another help wanted ad for a soundboard guy. Yeah. We'll drop a condo every time someone like <laughs> makes a good suggestion. Condo. <laughs> right. So, anyways, I'm not making fun Stupid. of her. Big we respect. just coined a phrase every time we do like a learning like moment. It's like. Condo, like <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's a uh, verb, not a noun. A I'm sure that has nothing to do with the bottle. She of just Glenlivet got Xeroxed sitting on the table. <laughs> yeah, that actually. Speaking of that bottle, well, hold on, because I want to finish this one bottle. thought. I want to, yeah, almost empty. empty yeah, bottle. no, it's empty. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's okay. Gone. So right, I want to finish, finish your thought, point because right? I want to talk about this bottle. So, so my point was that when I started doing this, <laughs> I had an F-150. Right and what? so yeah, I had yeah it was before I knew you yeah I had a Frank and an F one fifty yeah I had a brand new two thousand sixteen Frank one fifty yeah oh, dude. now <laughs> that so, would have been Frank one fifty on Instagram right? that's what it would that should have been huh it wasn't but <laughs> that should have been but my point was is that you know what I did I had so much room I put everything in the kitchen sink in that thing yeah. like I loaded the whole bed dude I had stuff that I wouldn't even use ever you know it's been in my garage for years and for some reason I thought I would need it on this trip anyway. Right. And so it almost gave me anxiety to not bring the stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel right. Like. like, so that to me was through experience. I did exactly what you said. Did I use it? No. Do I think I'm ever going to use it? Probably not. It's going to stay at home this time and I'm going to get over my anxiety to use it. Yeah. I'm going to get over my anxiety of going anywhere without this stuff. And sure enough, like I've pared down my gear from literally probably to a third of what I started with. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of compartmentalizing gear. So it's like, yeah. I'll keep my like air down recovery yeah, gear I do together. I exactly that, yep. And I'll keep my tools together. Yep. And then I'll keep like my 
camp chair right. tables together yep. and so when i'm ready to go on a trip like i can kind of look at like a wall of gear yeah and based on the terrain i know i'm going into and the opportunities i know that are in front of me like you can you can choose the right gear totally you that's kind of I mean, i'm not going to bring my kite if i don't think it's going to be windy <laughs> <Bring my kite. laughs> yeah. otherwise it's like you know everyone wants like a what campsite are you at you'll see like a large that's <laughs> manta awesome. ray flying in that's the sky awesome. um i'm, so, dying. I'm dying right now man. you're in the <laughs> middle of big bear <laughs> Dude, giant, i'm seeing eric flying on giant manta ray big, bear. big old smile on his like, face <laughs> Ocean creature in the sky. Right. Um, <laughs> on my, okay, so now I think the bottle of Glenlivet is talking. Sure. On, <laughs> on my end, I went so heavy into like that that knee jerk, where I've got everything and I'm still not there yet, where I'm like comfortable leaving a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to hear from Eric, who's done it for so long and figured this out yeah. along the way. I feel like I'm still coming. So I, like, again, I was super fortunate. I was able to build a, an amazing rig for, um, for, for an event that I wasn't even intending to attend in a very short period of time. Um, and then get everything I've always, you know, wanted. Uh, but I did it without that learning curve. So I, I did it like from zero to hundred real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. versus like Eric who kind of crawled and then walked and now is running. Um, I, I just started sprinting and I'm lucky because, you know, what I would recommend to anyone is if you're really going to go for it and you're going to get into it, like do just a ton of research. So I was on every forum I could find. I was following people on Instagram. I was, and then of course I was talking to companies directly. So I was like getting a lot of information firsthand, uh, like, you know, from icon or, or, or Casey or whomever. Um, and really just put that that initial like uh work in uh but still when i when i kind of look at my rig and i feel how she handles sometimes i'm like man it's a, just feels heavy feels you probably like, would have done things a little bit differently right oh had, yeah had so experience eric eric said something about not even knowing like what you like didn't need or, sure. or something to that effect sure. i think was was said and well, I, you don't yeah you don't know what what you need you right. don't know what you don't need until you I, get out there i don't right? i didn't know what i don't need for yourself and I, everyone's gonna have a different version of right what's important to them yeah 100 percent. i mean i condo i am <laughs> condo <laughs> what makes what brings you joy i what i am just now learning joy, like <laughs> here's actually what i need <laughs> after that loadout um, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I think she's onto something, man. That's she's a smart woman. Cause right. this is making a lot of sense to me now. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta condo my, I gotta condo my shit out. You do, like, like flat out. Like I'm, I'm realizing now. Like you know, when I first jumped into it, it's like, all right, still, still everything. Now I'm thinking, well, I'm not hardcore crawling, so I could have gone with aluminum. My, I mean, I did think about it. I thought about yeah. aluminum, but I'm like, well, I don't want it to tear and then puncture stuff. Sure. You know, which is the reason why I kind of went against it. Uh, steel just tends to deform uh, versus aluminum just, you know, it's pliable, right? It's, breaks yes, and yeah. whatever. Aluminum's brittle, yeah. steel's pliable. Aluminum and, and skid plates tends to like hang up on rocks. Yeah, and, exactly. Sure. So I'm like, you know, but now I'm like, okay, well, I kind of understand how I'm driving and what I'm willing and wanting to do. And it's not even right. like willing to do, but it's just wanting to do. And it's like, it doesn't really involve the kind of things that aluminum would prevent me from doing. Sure. So if I was to do it over again, I would have gone aluminum fenders all the way around. Yeah. So I went, I went steel 
at first. Yeah. Uh, my front bumper was a poison spider. Okay. And it was well over a hundred pounds with a skid plate. Right. Um, without the winch, just okay. the the mid width bumper and skid over a hundred pounds. But it was it was it's beefy steel, strong. Right. Like my um, Evo stuff, it's the same way. But my my rig started Plug. feeling really heavy. Um, and that's why I started uh, researching how I could shave weight off. Sure. And where I found the biggest savings was, aluminum. Bu- was bumpers and yep. was aluminum. Because so what are I'm they? Running, like? I'm running the pronghorn bumper. Okay. Um, how, how much does that weigh? Compared 42 to? pounds. Get out of here. So what is what did the steel and, version hey, weigh? With the with the um, with the uh, rotator shackle mount, the 42 pound aluminum bumper uh-huh. has been tested at a 45 thousand pound 90 degree side pull. Wow. They stopped testing it at that point. That's, that's awesome. ridiculous. You're so not you, going to ge- no winch can gen- there's no winch and, and you pulley want, you system be- that's going to generate more than a 45,000 pound 90 degree sure. side pull on sure. the bumper. Sure. So even though it's aluminum and it's 40 pounds compared to 100 pound steel. So 100 pounds on a steel side. The the steel so version of pound, the bumper yeah, was was savings. well over was well so over, like over 100, 100 pounds. right? Yeah. Yeah, well yep. over 100 pounds. It was like 100 810 pounds. I mean, they're pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Especially deep. with a stinger, like uh, you put a stinger on it. And yeah, right. the more, yeah, the more wet or stinger, yeah. or you know, I, I had the, uh, I, yeah, I had the skid plate on it too. So exactly right. I mean, weight, I would. I, I need to protect that Rubicon sway bar disconnect. Sure, motor. the electronic yeah. system. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I don't want to bash that on a rock and. But I mean, yeah, to your point, I would than the two hundred dollars skid plate. Sure. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I would have got. I would have gotten aluminum. But I went from steel to aluminum, yep. and my front end raised so much that I actually had to put spacers on the rear springs to level out the vehicle. Because it was so heavy. Because the no, because the front, the front, the oh, the, front it, it was so light. Was so much lighter. Oh wow! Um, with a with that pronghorn bumper on. Did it, you have actually, a steel bumper on the rear? The rear had never gotten a bumper yet. Actually, yeah, that's right. I just I yeah. noticed that today. Yeah, that's one of the coolest no things about it's the, actually like bumper. That's one of the coolest a- things about the <laughs> pronghorn bumper uh-huh. is that they've got these uh, connection points that allow for a uh, winch mount system. Okay. Where instead of your winch being permanently mounted to the front bumper, you can mount it in a case and switch it from the front bumper to the rear bumper. Whoa! How do you, how, does it that like, way you can disconnect? either rescue the vehicle behind you, dude, without rotating your vehicle if you're on a shelf road. That's ridiculous. Or you can uh, rescue your own self from the direction you came. And it sits pretty low. I can see it from here. Yeah, that's well, pretty awesome. It it will. Um, the the bumpers are um, the rear bumper is finishing up development right now. But that's the front bumper that's on right now. Yeah, the yeah. front bumper, uh, the first generation that's front bumper on right now. Yeah. So no. the uh, the gear mount winch case from Pronghorn is going to be kind of revolutionary in that respect. It's going to allow you to move the one winch either from vehicle to vehicle if you have multiple vehicles equipped with the same Pronghorn bumper, and they're going to do multiple platforms no, for no. Tacoma, Forerunner. Oh man, you know what kind of savings Jeep, that's going to be. And so you could run like a JK and a JL if you're a That's Jeep really owner and have one Warren winch and just oh, move it from dude. the gear mount so case. So if your from, wife has a JL, you have the JK. Well, I mean, you I'm looking just, at this. And then you can also mount the winch buddy. In, inside the vehicle if you don't want it sitting out on the bumper. Wait, you can mount what? The winch inside, inside the, vehicle. the vehicle. You just keep it the in winch, there. You don't need to keep it out on the outside, exactly. right? Exactly. But you're yeah. saying you can mount it and still use store it? Store it. Store it. It's Yeah, store it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
and and then when it needs to be deployed for use, you pull it, it, out. it has a like basically two large steel pins. Okay. Um, that that hold it in place on the bumper. Sure. Um, with braces. And then what kind of cable does it use? Like kind of like an Anderson style cable or? Yeah, it's basically the cable style system that you see on like the Genesis like a, a dual battery kit. Okay. Um, how they have the um, the quick disconnect cable. Okay. Um, and so if you wanted to move it to so you just plug front, it in, plug it out. Yeah. Done. Like if I was to do that's, it on my system, I would awesome. probably leave a hard mounted, uh, line quick disconnect at the front bumper Okay. and, uh, have a like 12 foot or 14 like foot extension, extension cord yeah. to click it from the front bumper to the that rear bumper. Sense. That way, if you needed rescue from the rear, you and could I'm just at clip, this from your, clip your winch from the front to the rear and for an expedition, Really vehicle cool. or someone who does search and rescue or if you just go on solo missions and you're just like out there yeah. on your own and you don't have a crew to roll with and you also want to have that peace of mind that you can rescue your vehicle from any direction that's or if i'm going kind of somewhere cool where i just don't need one that's so rad. right if i'm just going to do a couple of forest roads and i know i don't need that I can not take it with me that day, and I have the now I would have that option. Exactly. Yeah, like, your vehicle doesn't always need the extra 80 weight. Eighty pounds lighter on the on the bumper because well, yeah, I'm taking that, this monstrosity with me all the time. That and the yeah. fact of like the fact that you can just pull it up, switch the area. I mean, there is no reason why somebody couldn't build out a bracket that Game fits, on, fits on your side rails. Uh, the, sliders. The, the the pronghorn company is doing an uh, a SRS, a side rail system. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You know, and here's and it's, there you it's, go. It's going to have it's going to oh have an X brace underneath the vehicle that connects wow. from side to side. So you could truly, if you only did a side rail system, it right. would need to be truly bolted to the frame. Sure. Not to the body. Right. To the frame. Right. Um, and so, with an X brace system underneath, it, it, it could be um, used as a potential winch point if if you were to get like you were sliding on, or something on one of those snowy trails totally. like Jen was driving. There's a guy where you totally. slide a off into really a rut, and the more it's been snowing, the more the water's been melting. The right. deeper that rut is on the side of the trail, and so it's like a I mean, little tiny gradient can turn into a kind of a dangerous situation. Hundred percent, yeah. In, in in certain in certain circumstances. I mean, I'm looking at this. An from easy trail goes to difficult when the weather changes. Totally. From the perspective of like taking this thing and saying, even from a club or even the group of friends, right? If you all don't have to carry a winch and you can make it modular and move it to the vehicle that's best positioned. Everybody's running those bumpers. Yeah. And, and everyone's, I mean, that this, was, is, this is game changing. That was a thought that totally crossed my mind oh, when Ali was talking about how well set up his vehicle is and he's not willing to let go of that stuff quite yet. Right. As you travel with a group, you Which start all to of us rely do, right? on certain people to carry certain gear. Totally. And if you are ever to plan an expedition, one vehicle is carrying camera. One vehicle is carrying recovery. Food. One vehicle is carrying provisions. Yep. One vehicle is... And right. so, oh, that's so... Like, I've never even thought about it that way. And truly so become a team. Each vehicle, like a military unit, would have a subcategory wow. task to... to that's the next like, trip. Uphold. Mind blown. And then each each vehicle's gross vehicle weight capacity is not being exceeded, but it's being used to right. serve the community goal. Sure. That's and so each vehicle can carry their own limit and weight of either passengers or gear. Yeah. And each vehicle can support when all of them are together and that's how this camel trophy trucks used to do it where it's like one vehicle would literally just carry the inflatables 
Yeah. And then when they got to a river, right. that one vehicle's inflatables would be inflated and they would put the freaking like right. Land Rover Discoveries onto those inflatables. They would tug them across these rivers. Sure. And then they'd send the inflatable across, get and the next do it again. And that one vehicle. That's so yeah. smart. It, it was an entire one vehicle in the lineup. Its That's whole awesome. job was just to carry these rafts. But oh, without dude. that vehicle in the lineup, they couldn't have crossed rivers. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and the, they couldn't have done the journeys that like the Camel Trophy no, it's whole series was built on if yeah. they couldn't cross rivers. And that's an amazing task to get a vehicle to cross a river without a bridge. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, the, and and that, that takes planning and it it's it's one of those things that once you go out with a group though, it's nice when more than one vehicle is running the same tire size. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. then you don't that came need up. to that came up on our trip. We're like, hey, we may not be able to give you another like what did he what did he have? Like a thirty five? Marco was the only one running a thirty five. And we're like, but we could put Everyone you else on was four, running thirty seven. We told we we could put you on four thirty sevens. Yeah, like we hey, everyone, yeah, exactly. If you were to blow so another rad. hey, if you were to blow another tire, <laughs> yeah. We couldn't get you another 35, right. but there's enough vehicles here that we could roll you out of here on 37s. Dude, that's so, you upgrade like, based yeah, off of it. Your offset would be different on every wheel, <laughs> that but would we could get you so out funny. of here on 37s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's kind I of- I love that moment. Dude, it's, doing it's, a trip. Hey, it's, one of my it's favorites. logic and yeah. thinking things through before you do it, but- um, oh, dude, you don't I'm know still, what you need until you until you get into it. I I'm right. still digging this idea of like different vehicles carrying different supplies. Like it's because it, a lot of us do travel with the same circle, right? The same group of guys. And I why mean, does everyone need to be carrying a high left jack? Totally. Why do we need sure. five high we only left need jacks? One. Why do yeah. we need no, 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 five yeah, recovery yeah, exactly. straps? We don't need we don't need five yeah. high left jacks. Totally. We need one working high left jack. Um, you only need certain items. Um, and, yeah. You, know, you need you need winches when they're permanently attached to vehicles, but if they were able to be snap attached via sure like a bumper compatibility so you only have to take one winch and then somebody else could take system. that extra weight yeah. for something else for something else yeah Some other Wh- extra water extra food Dude, extra this, this at, is at that, like at that point the the winch is the at least the weight of your fridge freezer I almost don't want to release totally. this episode until it's we your do this your fridge freezer fully loaded <laughs> yeah. So, yeah no right. this is That's brilliant awesome. man this is oh no, I love I th- it I think cutting weight is important too because all the extra weight you carry is putting extra wear and tear on all the vehicle parts right yeah like no you, doubt. Can, you can do well, I mean, the vehicle chassis itself is only rated for X amount of pounds exactly right and, so and the, we the gross think, vehicle weight like, you I'm pretty sure exceed. we all exceed it again this is something I learned from uh, from Mike's uh, podcast the the Field uh, Craft Survival Podcast, but he, he does talk about just your vehicle is rated for X amount of weight. And we put suspension on, which helps. And we, we reinforce some points, which helps, like the axles, and we upgrade our sure. axles, which all help. But the chassis itself is designed and engineered for a specific weight. And I'm sure that weight, the weight rating exceeds what they list. Right. But still, but we within tend, reason. based off of like the, the kind of trails that we run, the amount of stresses and the forces that get applied to the vehicle where the weight of the vehicle itself is compounded based off of like the bouncing or you know the way and that the trail yeah, is you're coming down a 45 degree incline yeah. with all of the vehicle weight all 6000 plus pounds right. on just the front left corner yeah, yeah. as you crank the wheel driver it and might it's just be. like okay now all of the wheel is now most of the weight is on one corner. And that's when you snap your axle. And <laughs> I'm and I'm pulling on the drag link and the pitman arm to push my, you know, push my steering wheel right. driver. Sure. So it's like it's and it might be good. It's, like, it's, it's a little bit 
like like Jeep Jeep goes trail they, they call it trail raider right because they go out to the Rubicon and they'll run the Rubicon on that trail and it'll succeed and do everything it needs to do with one Asterisk, driver not without damage like they, well they sure do, they do take damage yeah they take damage for sure but, yeah, but I also it's with think a it's, driver but hang on it's like it's a driver but not all this weight that's what I'm saying it's added they're doing what he said they have they have one guy doing the vehicle is doing the Rubicon the one they're testing and then they have a support crew carrying all the other crap sure yeah right yeah. so it's not weighted like you said it's not weighted the way that we do it or we would do it right or some of us do it like ourselves. me like it's way overweight yeah I know right now that my my rig is beyond where it kind of should be you know yeah that's just a fact yeah but you can always remove weight no <laughs> Don't come to me, Kondo. <laughs> I'm not ready for you yet. Kondo's coming. Kondo's coming, bro. <laughs> it's going to be a winter is coming take on this. We're going to wake up and Kondo's going to be staring at me. And we're going to get sued by Netflix. Kondo is coming. All right. So uh, we are, man, that, that went by so fast. That went by super and fast. I can definitely see another episode i mean i don't even feel like i don't even feel like we fully like delved into all we did was scratch the surface and get get to know eric of eric that's it we We just got got to know him a little bit amazing information yeah uh we actually got some useful information totally is you know we we killed that bottle of glenlivet which has has seen some really cool trails actually the last when we opened it was on that mojave road those are good times and now we just we we emptied it so it's kind of fitting absolutely um but yeah, I'm so glad you had nothing interesting to say. Like you were so worried, and you're so right to be worried because God, everyone as on the, nervous as he everyone was, everyone listening right now is just like, wow, why'd you bring this guy on? Like he had, it was just he, his gut was an right. hour of silence. His yeah. gut was right. He should have yeah. just not That's done it. That's why I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. This instead was, we got Marie Kondo and all the other goodness. Hey, we've been like Kondo so, is coming. <laughs> so when we first started, we She's had a we had an outline. <laughs> now, now we're just kind of. I wouldn't call it winging it because we have an idea of what we want to do, but it's been flowing a lot better. And I and I sure. knock on wood. Experience. Yeah. It's just been it's just been so good. And I and I love having you know like Eric on and what we did with John and Tony. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's proving to me that there's there's good value. And I know like you know like I listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast and he has like really interesting people on and there's a reason for it. You know, like right. you get these other experiences and you get these other perspectives. Your perspectives. People are going to be sick of us. With experiences like, and comments. Yeah, absolutely. If it was five episodes, it's just me and you. I think it would have, <laughs> I think we would have been done. I think that would have been it. Yeah. Cool project and move on. <laughs> but that does bring us to uh, the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that said, um, I completely a hundred percent agree. And I'm looking forward to continuing this project with uh, with more people. Yeah, no, so, totally. So uh, let's pay on, some bills. So on that note, yeah, hey, let's Eric, pay some bills. Thank you so much for uh, being on here. Like it was a total joy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for that. Hey, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll see you guys on the trail All right. soon. You get back to the fire. It's kind of it's kind of cold in the middle here. Yeah, <laughs> condo is coming. Condo is coming. Just coming. <laughs> coming for your rig, bro. Uh, Be scared. So yeah, so let's pay bills. All right, so. Um, huge, huge shout out and thanks to uh, Rig Supply. Total. You know, uh, R-I-G-D dot com. Sorry, uh, R-I-G-D, R-I-G-D dot com. Yep. Um, check them out. Their their gear is always evolving. They're always adding different um, attachments and lineups and things that you can benefit from for your overlanding adventures. Yep. Um, though, you know, we talk about the the, the universal swing, atta- you know, um, tire swing attachment. And the cool thing that we don't talk about that much is that it's not just stuff they make. 
right? Uh, for example, that you can have Rego fabrication attachments that right. they've customized. They've, they've made it modular. Yeah. yeah, they've made it very modular, and they understand that you know a lot of like what we just talked about, right? Sometimes the best experience and information comes from outside, right? And so you know, props to them for coming up with that and and willing to work with other fabricators. Solid, solid dudes like uh, like and I got it. It sounds like I'm name dropping, but it's not. It's just I happen to be friends with these people, and so. You know, I know them, and so like Luke, like just good dude, like good dude, passionate. Um, just had a kid, like I just want to see him succeed, and he's just he's just making it, and it's so cool to see that when you when you have good people in your life, and you see them doing well, it, it makes you happy for them, and he's doing well because he's making a great product, right? And him and his him and his partner Jason, um, they're just they're just doing a really good job at meeting a demand that's out there. They found a problem and they made a solution and it's working. And it's a lot of like what we talked about exactly in this podcast, right? It's practical solutions based on experience and modular, and so, and modular right? Yeah. So they're they're going out there and they're doing a lot of this stuff and they're finding what the, what annoyances they find on the trail. Sure. A perfect example is the anti-wobble. Right, right? the anti-wobble yeah. and hitch extension. Yep. Totally. And so it's like, it's you've got to respect that and you've got to appreciate that yep. from, you know. Yeah, I got mine coming in. From a user. Nice. Yeah. Good job. So guys, go out and get yours. Check them out. Rigsupply.com. Awesome company. Awesome guys doing awesome things. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, if you find it dark out there, I would. Uh, I oh, would... is the offer still stand? Well, dude, just DM me. Actually, I don't know if our episode from last time went live yet. At oh, the, it hasn't at the, gone live yet. At this point, because I still have, <laughs> I still owe you a summary. Right? It hasn't gone live yet. You're yeah, right. But, uh, but as I said on the last episode, um, DM me on Instagram, Kate the Jeep. I will get you a, a discount. Deal. Yeah, a deal on Absolutely. KC highlights, and uh, we'll we'll set you up. We'll we'll hook you up, and we will make it so that you know it's um, it's a little easier to get in. Uh, they're already cheap. They're amazing lights. Amazing, and lights. I'm, I'm not calling them cheap quality. <laughs> the quality is amazing. Yeah, uh, the price is just right. So. You know, whether you're coming to me and getting a discount or you're just buying them, you're not going to be disappointed. Not going to be disappointed. You're going to be stoked. Oh, you, Eric has KC lights. Yeah, you got KC on yours. Yeah. So stoked. Yep. I've, I've, I've been building this rig for just over three years. Yeah. And changing from the bar style light to the Gravity Pro 6. Yep. We all got those. Yeah, we do Dude. actually Pro have six those. Mafia, and yeah. it, <laughs> it, 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 it updated the look of the truck. Honestly. Oh, I love. The oh, look I know. Of the Pro it updated man. the look of the truck. Yeah. I don't know why the it's old school daylight. The, yeah. I don't know the the yeah. bar the bar style light like what looked new for a while, and then I guess what's like old is new again. Yeah, but the the way old. I love the, it. The legacy look. Love it. With the like new. Like complex reflector LED technology. Yep. Super. It it looks cool on the rig, and yeah. I, I I don't know it. It makes my it makes it fun to take pictures of the rig again. Like yeah, the whole gravity series of lights, whether it's your headlights, your uh, A pillar lights, or the light as bar. As soon as I did the light bar, I ordered the A pillar lights. Yeah. <laughs> They're not installed yet, but nice. hint hint. Right, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. There's actually yeah, some check, tags. Check soon. the check cool the American coming Overland for... Instagram next week before <laughs> yep. I go to Baja. Yep, they'll American be on. Overland. All right. On that note, thanks guys. Um, thanks for listening, and the feedback that we've getting has been phenomenal. Yeah, um, thanks. I'm glad you guys like it. Shit. Yeah, remember. <laughs> Remember, please, to go ahead and um, whatever 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 you're looking whatever you're listening on, uh, yeah, please rate us. Whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever, Um, go ahead and drop those five stars if you think we're worth it. Um, Don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Rigged 
for dirt and our website rickfordirt.com and you can find frank at trucky mctruckface oh wait how do you spell that oh trucky with a y underscore underscore that underscore got me yeah trucky underscore mctruckface and then uh ali signing off kate the jeep and american overland eric thanks bro thanks guys there it goes thanks (laughs) 